Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the last word on Spurs. I'm Richard Cracknell standing in once again for the main man, Ricky Sachs. Don't worry, you'll soon be rid of me. This is nearly all over. And you join us on the day that the mighty Tottenham Hotspur go back to the top of the Premier League. Back, back, back up where we belong once again. And joining me tonight, today, tomorrow... Next week, whenever you're listening to this in Podland, is Jamie Brown from the Daily Hotspur. Evening, Jamie. Yeah, good evening. Yeah, look, I think it was obviously a good point. I think the way the game went, I think we have to take a point. And as you said, it moves us back to the top of the Premier League. Um, of course, in this very tricky run of fixtures, uh, I think to go to Stamford Bridge and get a point is a good result. So, um, yeah, overall, I'm pretty happy. Excellent stuff. Next up on the list, it's the one, the only, my brother from another mother, Mr. Anthony Costa. Hello, mate. Hello, boys. How you um, doing? Yeah, Happy? Right, of course I am, yeah. We're, you know, we're top of the league and, uh, you know, clean sheet. All right, it wasn't the greatest of games, but I'm sure we're going to get into that. But, yeah, happy. Um, up the arse are losing at the moment, so it's all good. Super stuff. And lastly, but never least, Lee, is that even a word, Mr. Lee McQueen? Mr. Lee McQueen! Mr. Lee Ma! Choo-choo! Talk to me, baby, talk to <laughs> me. It's still, mate, I say it every week, I say it every pod, I say it every day. It's still rocking, it's still rolling, and we're going to get into it, because the crazy train, baby, is taking us back to the summit, to the top of the Premier League. Oh, excellent stuff. So, good energy, good excitement. 
But the game itself, oh, one, as I was saying on Twitter earlier, what the pundits always describe as one for the purists and a fascinating encounter. And look, you know, I've read through my timeline and I can see from non-Spurs, non-Chelsea fans, them sort of saying, open a window, this one stinks. But for us, there was that intensity, that edge, that real... Oh, cat and mouse, wasn't it? It was, you just couldn't take your eyes off of it. And uh, so I'll start with you, Lee, a little general overview before we get into the nitty gritty of certain aspects of the game. Overall for you, it was uh, it was real cat and mouse chess stuff, wasn't it? It, it was chess stuff, yeah. You took the words out of my mouth, crackers. It was like a chess match. Uh, sometimes uh, would it would have been described by, you know, the, the pundits and, uh, and the likes of, a boxing match where you know you have a jab I have a jab certainly the first half it was actually quite fascinating never felt at all worried in the first half um I, I thought quite you know we, we contained the game really well controlled the game um up until that point I think again like like we said last week against the Man City on this very pod I think Spurs fans are now getting used to, or trying to get used to we're having to get used to that different way when you haven't got the football um you know typically in the past, we would be punished without the football. We make mistakes, but I'm going to say it again, dare I say it, we're not making mistakes. And that's another clean sheet. Uh, we are now unbeaten in nine Premier League games on the trot. Uh, as Ant said, we're top of the league again. Um, and look, I predicted 1 1. Um, so I was out actually on the score, on the actual uh, score, but the result was the same. I would have taken a draw all day long before that game. One win, 34 attempts, Stanford Bridge in the league. And I just let that sink in. And we've walked away with a point. So, yeah, it was a, you know, was it a purist uh, football match for attacking football? No. But was it a purist for defensive football? Yeah. So maybe he's put that spin on it. I thought um, I thought we'd done really well. And rarely did we feel, I didn't, I, I probably, Crackers, didn't feel threatened until probably the 76th, 78th minute. And, that, and that, that was when I started to think, oh, man. Now, because when you get to that point, I think we had four, not chances, four opportunities in the first half on the counter. When you're set up to do that, you have to take them chances. And they passed us by. So when you get into the latter stages of the game, 74, 75, 80 minutes, and they go and score, for example, then then what? You've got to change your entire game plan type, type thing. You're not going to sit back on a 1-0, are you? Um, so I think that if, if you're playing that way and you score kind of relatively early, like we did against City, it works quite well. You're certainly not as nervous, are you, watching the game? But look, overall, when you, when you look back on that, that's a massive point. That is a massive point. And uh, puts us back at top of the league, mate. Take it all day long. Love it. Excellent stuff. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Jamie, for you, a little overview of the whole game and how you saw it? Yeah, look, it was obviously very stressful to watch. Um, I think we kind of set up in a similar way to we did against Manchester City. I think we kind of sat deep to frustrate them. And of course, I think we knew that they didn't have quite have the cutting edge um, to kind of break us down. And if we were to frustrate them, then they would struggle to kind of get that goal. And it, it did look like that. They always had a lot of chances. But if you look, they only had three shots on target. So they were missing that cutting edge. So I think defensively, we set up perfectly. I think you have to say that Chelsea were very good defensively also. I think they also set up in a way to kind of nullify our threats, um, the likes of Son and Kane. And they did that perfectly because today we were just not good enough going forward. I think that's the one thing you have to say. Um, we, I think we were very disappointing in attack. So um, I think it was a, definitely an off day for us going forward. I think with Chelsea, defensively, they did very well to stop us. So I think if you look at the, over, uh, the overview of that game to come away with the point, and as I said, 
given the run of fixtures, um, I think a point at Stamford Bridge is definitely a good result. And you, you, you also look at our record against them previously. Um, I think we've won seven of the 56 meetings in the Premier League. We've won once in all competitions there since 1990. So I think it's, you know, to come away the point, I think it's, it's not a bad result at all. And obviously, as Lee said, back at the top of the Premier League. So I don't think you complain too much. Very, very true. And I'll come to you and uh, ask you about, more specifically about London derbies, because um, Arsene Wenger, as much as I dislike him, he made a really great point a few years ago where he said it's much more difficult for a London side to win the league because you have so many derbies. And Chelsea, West Ham, Arsenal, Palace, even Fulham, it's, it's crazy, but... Do, do you think that has a, a bearing on these these games? I mean, getting a nil-nil draw going away to somewhere like City or Liverpool, you feel, oh, OK, but a little bit more crestfallen when it is somebody like Chelsea? Of course, yeah, because you want to, you know, these are the games that I look out for. I'm sure the other lads as well, you look out for the London derbies, especially Chelsea and, uh, and Arsenal. Um, for me, I, I want to win every game. Um, we're not going to play attractive free-flowing football, we know that, but it's one more point than what we got last year. So it, it's, it's getting better. But coming to your question, of course, you know, I think there is a lot of London derbies. It's not a bad thing, of course, but sometimes they come thick and fast. And, you know, obviously next week we got Arsenal. And the week after that, I think, or the week after that, we got Palace. So, you know, these games, they do come thick and fast. And you've got to be on your game. Um, and... A point at Chelsea today, you know, as, as Jay said and Lee said, it's not been a pretty ground for us. So, yeah, to come away, I'm happy and, and I'm happy with a clean sheet as well. Good stuff. Brilliant. OK, so we're going to uh, turn our attentions to a debut today from uh, Joe Rodon and uh, talk about a baptism of fire. I think the last time I can really relate to that would have been Ledley on his debut away at Liverpool. I mean, to come in to the centre of defence at somewhere so huge um, is, I, I think, overall he done really well. But it was a little bit of a shaky start with the uh, disallowed goal. That was a, a slight mistake from him. Lee, uh, Joe Rodon and uh, how you saw his debut after, after that shaky start he had today? I've got to say, I was really impressed with Big Joe. Um, I was glad when he was named on a team sheet. Um, I, I think, you know, you, you mentioned there about Ledley away to Liverpool, Tanganga at home to Liverpool last season when he was thrown into the, uh, for his debut. Uh, reminded me a little bit of that. But look, I mean, I, I didn't, I, it's difficult to say, oh, he didn't put a foot wrong because like you said, with the, you know, the goal was offside, so I don't really call that a mistake. But, you know, later on in the second half, he did head one back to, Hugo Lloris, didn't he? And uh, Giroud could have uh, could have punished us, um, which is probably goes down as a, as a silly mistake. But other than that, I think it was virtually faultless. Very, very good. Um, um, you know, a, a, an opposing um, centre-back in, in defence. I think he slotted him pretty well. Like, it, I think when a young player comes into such a m massive game, what you're looking for is... Um, can he carry himself? Can he do the right to do the right things? There was there was a, a, an opportunity early on where the ball he, he let the ball very um, uh, casually come across him, and it just took the took the striker out of the game. And I, and I was really impressed. It showed an element of confidence on him. Do you know what I mean, Crackers? I thought, you yeah, know what, yeah. this guy is not just a big 
battering ram type thing. He can play as well. He's intelligent as well with the ball. And I felt I felt pretty comfortable with him. I didn't think every time I, I was going to be, it was going to be nervous. You know, I, f- I think sometimes, you know, bless him, but sometimes with Davison, I feel nervous that he's got a mistake in him. Whereas, you know, it's, it's ironic, isn't it? Because Joe did make a mistake late on in the game, but I, I didn't feel like that they were going to score today. I, I think I wasn't on the edge of my seat thinking, oh, here we go, here we go. I just wasn't feeling that. And I think that yeah, as a whole, I think the defence done really well. And he was, he was a key part of that. Good stuff. Uh, Jamie, coming to you, I've got a listener question and thank you everybody that's uh, send those in again. Do really appreciate them and we try and get through as many as possible. I'm now going to try and attempt to uh, to give this person's Twitter handle, N Malrivoet, uh, at N Malrivoet. I hope I've got that right. It's probably going to get absolutely caned for that, uh, <laughs> for that pronunciation. But you know who you are. Um, if Alderweireld was alongside Dyer today, would we have taken more attacking risks uh, rather than Rodon? Because he does have a great out ball, that forty-yard crossfield ball that gets us out quicker, doesn't he? Yeah, I think we missed that, and uh, you know, you saw that coming to play last week for the second goal. I think Alderweireld he played a fantastic ball into Harry Kane, which I think went a bit unnoticed um, in in that second goal in City. I think we certainly missed that. But look, I think. One thing that did impress me today, you look at how poor defensively we had been previously. Um, the way that we've kind of turned it around and we're able to now bring in a young central defence and still look solid as a unit. I thought today we were so, we, we just looked so well organised in defence. And um, as I said, to have a young guy coming in to make his Premier League debut, I think it was kind of really pays testament to how far we've come as a team defensively. Um, but yeah, it was, it was obviously a difficult game for him. Um, to start off with, but the way he reacted, I thought was was really top draw. I think that obviously he made a couple of mistakes, and you could quite easily lose your head there. You know, you're playing against a massive team; it's a really big game. It's a London derby, and you make mistakes like that, you could really lose yourself. But I thought actually he really grew into the game um, aerially. I thought he was really impressive. He was always diving in with his head. Um, so yeah, I was, I was overall I was pretty impressed with him. Um, yes, I do think we missed Alderweireld today. Certainly. Um, that you know the range of passing that he brings to the team. I think certainly when you're a counter-attacking side like we are, having a guy who can play out the back, um, who can pick out passes, long-range passes, was certainly something that we missed. But um, I think if you look at today, I think Joe Roden did well overall. Excellent stuff. Uh, and coming to you, and uh, just after that goal was ruled uh, offside and a, a bit of a let-off there, um, Serge Aurier going very close on 14 minutes and a great save from the mm. Chelsea keeper. Um, edge of your seat stuff, that, wasn't it? Because he really it did it that quite sweetly. And it, in another yeah. game, there's a lot of keepers that don't get to that, is there? No, not at all. And, you know, it was a good shot on target. He, he hit it so sweetly. And I just saw me jumping out of my seat and, and screaming, you know, being 1-0 up. But obviously it wasn't to be. But... It's nice to see, you know, people taking a risk and having a few pops here and there because, you know, we didn't really get that from Serge really last year. Do you know what I mean? So, Marina's obviously putting a lot of confidence in these players. You know, have a go, go and express yourself, but make sure you don't make silly mistakes. But I must say, Roden um, did, did, did really well today. Um, as, as the boys said, it's a very tough game to come into. You know... It, the thing about it is I know why he played Sissoko there because Sissoko was doing three jobs at one point. So, you know, hats off to him as well. Um, I haven't been um, an amazing uh, critic of his for, for, you know, over the years. But 
he's there to do a job and I get it. Um, and Hoybier as well was, was fantastic. But I think, I sometimes think we don't, I don't know what to say. Like there were so many times today where you thought, have a pop, have a pop. Like Son, Son was very quiet today. You know, Kane was very quiet today. And I don't know what it is. I mean, these games are the ones that's supposed to get you reared up. But maybe Marino was like, look, boys, just 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 take it easy and, and don't make no silly mistakes. So maybe they weren't over overdoing it just, just to just to make a mistake. Do you know what I mean? Am yeah. I talking? No, no, that's that's true. Fair point. Yeah, no, no. Uh, uh, Incredibly, and without you actually seeing my notes, my next point, which I'm going to put to Lee, on 17, uh, yeah, 17 minutes in, uh, my note says says here, Son's looking a little bit lost in this game now. People think that we can be a little bit happy, clappy on the show sometimes. So I'm going to try and uh, sort of pick a little bit and try and be a little bit critical. Son, I don't know if you feel the same, Lee. Son sometimes in games, unless he's getting a service constantly, he seems to drift out a little bit and he won't go looking for the ball like Kane does. He's He, he just wants to be served all the time and won't go and help himself. Is that a fair criticism or do you see that with him? Yeah, I think, I think, but part of the reason for that, Crackers, is that tactically the way Jose set up. And I think that, you know, he was chasing back. He was playing at some sometimes almost like a, a you know, a right wing back at times because he was doubling up uh, d- down that side. Uh, the other thing I would say as well, that I think he na- naturally, I see his better performances on the left, not on the right. And, and obviously Jose's playing uh, Steven Bergwijn on the left. So therefore, Sonny's got to go on the right. So I think it was to do with tactically. And I think today that was a team thing. I think Jose would come off saying, oh, you know, it was a team effort and, you know, all that sort of stuff. I think from Sonny's perspective is that I just felt that, yeah, a a lot of the players and Sonny, one of them is when we had possession of football, have a go. Like, you know, what what Ant was saying is like, you know, get your shot off or, you know, drop a shoulder. Now you got you got a lot of pace. There wasn't a lot of uh, uh, space in behind. There wasn't pushing up high. And I think that's one of the key things that Chelsea did brilliantly in the second half is that they actually dropped off a little bit. So it meant that Spurs' tactics of, um, you know, playing on the counter when, when they're quite high up the pitch and then we can counter them quickly, they dropped off 10 yards in the second half and therefore that we, we there was no space for us to counter at all. So we wasn't getting any. So I think it was a, probably an amalgamation of, uh, tactics from 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 uh, playing on the right hand side and you know the, the low block or the mid block or whatever bloody hell we're going to call it, and also frustration um, because he wasn't getting like that, that service like you were saying. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's yeah. no there's no doubt, is there, Crackers? That he's a world class player. Absolutely no doubt about no, it. No, but none whatsoever. The, the thing, and and this is what I think you're saying. Well, both you guys are saying as well, and I do agree is that in these games, like Ant said, in these games you want your big players to really step up and have it. You know, and, and, and that, that's all it is today. The, the difference between nil-nil and a one-nil win was somebody stepping up and doing something amazing. You know, whether or not yeah. that's a free kick, yeah. whether or not that's, you know, a mazy run, whether or not that's, you know, uh, you know have, having a go. That, that, that's, that's the difference maker today, wasn't it? No, absolutely it was, yeah. And talking of uh, free kicks, um, Jamie, I'll come to you. And while we're trying to be a little bit critical... Is Kane the right man for free kicks around the edge of the box? Have we got somebody better 
suited to take that. Dyer even. Dyer can absolutely a real thunder blaster, can't yeah. he? Yeah, we saw, I mean we I think we saw that what was it in the Euros when he scored that free kick against Russia. So he's shown he can do it. But um look every time I see Harry Kane going up to take a free kick, I, I always say to the person I'm watching it, we're it's going into the wall or it's going miles over. And unfortunately you know, really, he's only had that moment since, since Aston Villa, kind of where he saved Pochettino's job um, early on, where he scored that last... Big deflection, though, wasn't it? Big deflection. Yeah, well, there's that as well. It was massive. So, they, they hit the wall as well, didn't he? So, um, yeah, look, he's obviously... I, I don't think he's the man to be taking free kicks. And in those games, you know, when you set up like that, you've got to take your chances. And every opportunity like that, you've got to really make it count. And unfortunately, Kane at the moment, he's just not been good enough on free kicks. So... You know, they've got to find someone in that team who can take opportunities because, as I said, when you're playing Chelsea, you're very limited opportunities. You need to take them. And unfortunately, today, there were a couple of opportunities we had. You know, you had the La Celso chance late on and we didn't take. So um, I think that's what, you know, that's that's why we've come only come away with the point today. Yeah, good point. Uh, Lee, another question uh, for you that's coming from at Piat Mossis. Um, and he says, this is one for Lee's little blue book of stats. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Kane's kilometres per game this season, uh, as opposed to last season. Now he seems to be doing this drop deep a little bit, all hands on deck. Um, have yeah, you got any yeah. numbers on that? I know I've thrown this to you a little bit curveball and out in the blue, but he, he is coming. Yeah, I've got no numbers hands. on it. I haven't I haven't actually got any numbers on it, to be fair. So uh, sorry sorry to let uh, to let you down. Um, but what I would say, it, it certainly has been, and, and I think it was a little bit telling today, but it certainly has been more of a, you know, covers more of the pitch now, and especially in the defensive way. I mean, we saw it last week against City, didn't he? He's blocking in, like, on the edge of his own box. Um, you know, and then and then he's uh, going through the middle and then, you know, then he's in their box. So um, I think today it was telling because I, I felt that, not he personally, but I felt the team were tired without the ball. Do you get what I mean? Like, we all know that the game is easy. Well, correct me if I'm on crack, because you've interviewed enough legends of the game. Like, you know, it's 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 easier... The, the, it's easier with the football, isn't it? It's a lot harder without the football. And I think oh, when you're setting up in this... Exactly. And when you're setting up in this way, um, you know, you've got to cover a huge amount of ground. It's interesting, actually. Under Potticino for all them years, Christian Eriksen used to always cover the most ground. Fact. Uh, as, a, as a number 10. So maybe now Kane's picking that may, maybe up. I think, uh, yeah, I think you've got a good point. But I'll I, I have to update you on the next pod on that one because I have to get my little blue book back, uh, back out on the old stat side of things. But I've got no numbers at the moment. But it does feel like that he is definitely covering more ground. Yeah, I, I I did give you a little bit of an hospital ball there, didn't I, with that, and not <laughs> not being able to do do the homework. But you you've dug yourself out of that. Show for the rest of the show. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. Don't worry, I won't let it down, boys and, and listeners. I won't let it down. Good stuff. Good stuff. Staying on that point, and and with uh, Harry covering more kilometres per game, because I'm sure the stats will bear it out. But he is. Um, how does that is that going to lead to more? problems with injuries if he's doing more more kilometers have we got to sort of try and manage him a little bit differently if we're asking him to be more intense yeah. in each game i think so but you can tell he, he loves obviously loves playing football so it's like he, i don't think he's a top i think he'll listen but if he can see an opportunity to drop back he will and that's where sometimes as you said the tiredness kicks in the little niggly injuries here and there um, just let, I mean, you know, and Dombele, just let him do it. Once he starts getting properly, properly fit, he's going to be the man. 
to be able to feed Kane in them balls, Son in them balls as well. And I think Kane's doing two jobs. And, and as I said on this pod last week, you know, the other day, he's the best number nine and number 10 at the moment, you know, in the world. So you've got to give him credit for that. Um, and I think, yeah, he does probably run the most out of, out of all, the, all the Spurs boys. But, um, you know, it's great to see because, you know, he's playing for the badge and that's what it's all about. You know, we've been saying this for many a year. So I'm happy. And, you know, he, he, you could tell he loves, he loves his job. It's just a shame there's no one else there that you can sort of trust to do that. Mm. It's a bit weird what I'm trying to say, but... Yeah. You know, as I said, with, with Dombele, you, you're going to get that once he's once he starts hitting the, the 90 minutes, he starts playing a full game, which I which I can't wait to see because it's been a long time coming. Yes, very much. Um, talking of uh, Dombele, uh, at Trophy Status One, uh, put a good question in. I'll put this to you, Jamie. Can Lacelso and Dombele play together? Now we have Vinicius and Kane playing together in the last show. What about these two together? Well, I think they are very similar players in a way in what they do. Of course, the Celso is a guy who's able to carry the ball forward. Um, and they're, they're, they're both players that do the same role. Uh, they look to play forward all the time. Um, I think kind of when he makes those substitutions, I think people suggest that it's because Ndombele can only last 60 minutes. But I think if you look at the way he set that midfield up, he's got Hoybier sat in there. Uh, doing the more defensive role. And then he's got Soko in there working very hard kind of defensively and then kind of trying to trying to win the ball back. So, you know, you, you'd then be setting up the midfield in a very different way. You'd be missing kind of a guy doing a specific role in that team. So um, you've kind of got to decide whether you want more attacking players in that midfield, more players that are going to look to go forwards. Um, but, you know, maybe in those the right sort of game, then we'll get to see both of them because you look how talented they are and how good they are going forwards. Um, then definitely I want to see them together. But um, I think it's got to be in the right situation. I think that Sissoko does a very specific role for the team. Um, so, you know, at the moment, I think he's obviously going for Sissoko um, to do that role. So it might be a while before we kind of see them both together. Excellent stuff. OK, we're going to take a short break now, but we'll be back in the second part of the show. We'll be discussing the man whose name we don't mention, but mention every week. Missing again today, uh, even off the bench. Uh, we'll also look at uh, Mourinho's post-match comments. I thought he'd done a very, very good post-match interview as well, what he was talking about. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back very soon. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey, from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train, and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. And we're back. Thanks for not going anywhere, but where would you go? You've got it downloaded into your MP3 player, into your... Uh, Oh, I'm trying to think of an old MP3 player now. A Zion Static 300 there. I don't know if that is one. I've just made it up. Or your, or your iPod, or your Samsung, <laughs> or, your, or your Nokia 30 or 210. If there's anybody on the wireless, mate. On the wireless. On the wireless. Get on the wireless, mate. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, you're taking me back to my childhood, Lee, when my nan used to go, press button one, press button two, press button three. That's all we had. Three channels, kids. Count them. Three channels. Oh, you don't know your... Ima- imagine, imagine our dulcet tones coming out on, uh, on, on nan's wireless. Channel oh. one, two and three, mate. Oh, it's the last one on Spurs. Here we go. Channel three. Talk to me. <laughs> Broadcasted live from White City, it is the last word on Spurs. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, breaking news, we're top of the league. <laughs> hey, get Crazy train, baby. Get in, get in. Fancy, fancy not scoring a goal and going back to the top of the league, huh? How'd you like them apples, Liverpool? Ah, <laughs> oh, super stuff. Anyway, back to today's game, the chess game. It was a uh, Kasparov versus who did Kasparov used to play in the chess games back in the 70s? I mean, Gary Kasparov, wasn't it? No, it will come to me. There's another one you need to look up, Lee, along with uh, Kane's kilometers run, isn't it? <laughs> All right, so back, back to today's game and um, the man whose name we dare mention, Delhi, not even on the bench again. And I have to be honest, that game today looked like. Uh, to me, Jamie, it was absolutely ripe for Delhi to play in. It looked like he would have got something from the way Chelsea set up and the way we tried to outlet. I, th- I think he would have done a decent job for us today. What says you, sir? Yeah, um, look, we I think we've got so many attacking options on the bench that it was difficult. I think he obviously, as we as we mentioned on Thursday's show, he showed some very good signs, um, kind of as maturity. Um, I thought he worked really well in terms of putting in more effort, which is obviously what we wanted for him. But today, um, it was slightly disappointing. I mean, you look at the way he's played against them in the past. He's a guy who's totally up for this. And I think Spurs overall are a better side than Chelsea. But as we always know in these London derbies, it always comes down to kind of, um, you know, who wants it more in these games. So maybe Deli Ali, he's a guy who's, who's played in them, plenty of them, done very well in them. So maybe he could have been totally right for this game. Um, so it was a bit disappointing, but I mean, if you look at the options we had on the bench, you've got Bale, you've got Lucas, you've got Vinicius. It is kind of difficult for, for someone to get into this team. So hopefully um, when he's given these opportunities in the Europa League, he can really take them with both hands. Yes, obviously, I said he made a good start on Thursday. So hopefully we can see more of him keep on stepping up and then and then maybe he'll get his opportunities. But um, today I, I, I don't complain too much because I think we had lots of attacking quality on the bench already. And coming to you, the same question. Do you think Delhi could have got something from today's game? I know it's a little bit ifs, buts and maybes, but he just... And he does love this game as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he he does. Yeah, he really, really does. But I think for us, coming to what Jamie said, you know, he he done really well on Thursday, as we said. And I said he deserved... You know, if it was me, I'd love to put him on the bench because it's just another option. But who do you take off that bench for Ali to replace? You know, do you replace him with Lucas? Do you replace him even with Bale? Um, we all know Ali's going to be getting games in the Europa League and maybe, you know, a, you know, FA Cup run, hopefully, and we get there and, and do well. Um, but it's just a shame that he's not putting up any trees in the Premier League at the moment, where obviously he hasn't had any games. But will he have been up for it? Maybe. But it's these games, as you said, it's ifs, ifs and buts and maybe. So, you know, hopefully he's on the bench against, you know, next week and see what he can do. Lee, coming to you, um, uh, Delhi uh, on social media uh, today put up a picture of him on the treadmill at home. Um, 
which seemed quite telling. Do you think he's trying to say something without saying something uh, there? Or uh, I don't know. There just Probably. seems to be something bubbling along, doesn't there? Not quite right at the moment. I think the difficulty is, is that like, like, like the boys have just said, like he did play, he did play well. He played well on Thursday. And I think we all want him back in the squad. What, what I would say is that Bale coming home was probably the biggest transfer of the summer. Um, he was, at, you know, absolutely loving the fact that he's back at our football club. All of us are still are loving it at all. Um, he's had one start in the Premier League. Um, he didn't get on the uh, off off the bench today either. So you know, I, I think it's just testament to to the squad, the size of the squad that we've got. I think Jose has been really pushing for five substitutes again, um, like most of the top Premier League clubs have. Um, I think if you get five substitutes, then Delhi uh, gets on the bench today. I think that he's also been pushing for you know to have your entire squad on the bench, um, in, you know, like you do in Euro European games, so that actually everybody can feel part of that camaraderie in that team. I feel I don't know even anyone picked this up, and I ha I, I will dig this out and get given credit. But a um, some of, one of my followers on Twitter, South Korean uh, fan, um, posted, and it was in South Korean, right? Which is why I can't give him credit because I can't read South Korean. Um, but they posted a picture of Delhi before the Manchester, uh, before the um, uh, Ludogorets game, um, and he was in the tunnel on his own and just like quite forlorn. Like this is before the game, he's just standing there, kind of you know, before the teams began. He was just kind of looking at on the floor, just looked. Looked a bit down, and Sonny went over and gave him a big cuddle, and it was it. I don't know. I don't know if everyone saw that on social media. I, it was just quite telling of the mood that maybe he is in, and I think that you, know, you asked me about po posting that picture. I do think there's a there's an element of maybe feeling sorry for himself a bit. Maybe that's a bit out of order for yeah. me to say that, but maybe he is. Um, this is the first time in his career. He's still a young lad. Uh, I wish I was his age. Um, and this is the first time in his career where he's had it, we, he's had it tough. You know, he, he's signed for Milton Keynes and just exploded. Absolutely outstanding for us. Yeah, Got to yeah. 50 goals quicker than any of the Frank Lampards, the Stephen Gerrards, the Paul Scholes's. There's some amazing, amazing players I've just ruled off there. And he was quicker than any of them. So he's going for a tough time. And I just think that he needs people around him to do that. You know, but we've said it before and I say it again, Jose is a serial winner and he will only pick people and put them on the bench if they're deserving of being on that bench. Now, if if he's posting pictures of himself, giving the, the, you know, the manager a message or whatever, that's probably one of the reasons why he's not picking him. Does that make sense, Crackers? Because no, again, absolutely. back down to attitude and behaviour yeah. and mentality, yeah. I think the, I think Jose's post-match interview today was absolutely superb when he specifically talked about the mentality change of the players and where they're at. And we've talked about it so many times on the show. And I just think that, you know, Delhi, Delhi's got to look at that. Bale is sitting there laughing, joking, playing cricket. Uh, Delhi was playing cricket, actually, to be fair. So they are completely integrated into the, into the, um, into the team. But Bale's had one Premier League start crackers. So, you know, you've got to put some context around yeah. it. Yes, Delhi isn't in the squad, but Bale is. He's a dream signing, but he's only had one Premier League start. So, yeah. you know, I, I think it's, you know, that's, that's telling for me. Yep, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Jamie, coming to you and staying on the subject of Bell, surprised not to see him get on today as one of our free substitutions. Um, again, that last 20 minutes, if he isn't fit enough, that's fair enough. You know, he was, he was a long time out of Real Madrid and just kicking about. And obviously, Jose wants a certain level of fitness from his players. But...
as we've seen, he has got a good 15, 20 minutes in him. And um, so just a little bit really on our substitutions, whether they were right or wrong and the times of them as well. I must say a big thank you to at levels to uh, Susio, uh, who, who did ask, was those last two substitutions too late and was they the right ones? Yeah, look, I, I think Lucas probably was the right sub. Lucas was certainly one that I would have made a bit earlier. I think we needed to kind of swap out Stephen Bergvine. Thought he had a decent game today, but I think it needed someone to come in there that offered something a bit different. Uh, I think you bring Lucas on because he's a guy who does do a lot of work defensively. I think he does a very solid, uh, very very solid job in that respect, um, and that's what we needed. Of course, there were lots of times where we having to do lots of defending, as we mentioned. Some was coming back to defend a lot. So Lucas Moore is a guy that does that. Um, you know, Lacelso. I think Lacelso for Ndombele, I think that was the obvious one because you kind of wanted fresh legs on. Um, it's a light for light substitution. So that was the right, maybe a right substitution. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Bale maybe could have come on and done something. As I said, it was all about taking opportunities today. It was about maybe having that one big moment. And you think that Bale's that sort of player that could come on and do that. So I think that's why a lot of people were disappointed that we didn't see him because you just feel as though he was kind of perfectly made for that game. The guy that he is obviously scored in Champions League finals. He really steps up in these big occasions. So I think in that respect, it was a bit disappointing. But I think at that stage of the game, when you're kind of trying to defend, I think having someone like Lucas Moura coming on, as I said, works really hard, was was probably the right substitution in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and coming to you, and we'll uh, touch a little bit on um, Mourinho's post-match comments. Um, he said, uh, he said on in, in the comments that he the most telling thing was that the dressing room was absolutely gutted to have had uh, a draw only, and that's a big shift in mentality. And and that really is, isn't it? It's it's to a year ago, isn't it? Like that. Absolutely, and, and Mourinho has said many a times, you know, when he was other, you know, when he was Chelsea manager, when he was United manager, he'd always beat Spurs in the first minute because of our mentality. So for us, having that manager, given that the players the belief and the drive and the attitude is brilliant. And you know, we don't go missing. We don't go missing in games. Yes, of course, we've got a few mistakes left in us because it's just that's just football. That's just you know, that's just Spurs at the end of the day. You know. Don't matter who, who is it, but what I'm seeing is the players, as you said, and Mourinho said, they're gutted. They obviously really, really felt yeah, yeah, peed off that they could have won this game. All right, we didn't, but it goes to show how the progression is going. And hats off to Mourinho and 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 the backroom staff because you can see a different mentality. Sissoko's grafting, Hoybier's in there, um, you know, Son is tracking back. Kane's tracking back. It's just one, one for all and all for one. And that's that's what wins you games. That's what wins you Premier Leagues. That's what wins you Cups. So, listen, as I said, long may it continue. No, absolutely. Lee, coming to you, um, that there's a real level of intensity when these backs-against-the-wall games like today, like Man City. And you kind of feel that the players are working twice as hard as games of when they're on the front foot and attacking. It seems a lot more draining, both physically and mentally. Has this squad got it in their locker to do this the whole season? Do you think they can, they can keep this level up till the end of the season? Uh, um, 
I think it's a brilliant question, Crackers, to be fair. And uh, one that was actually asked similarly on, on, on the telly. And I, I didn't like Roy Keane's um, uh, response to it. He said, no, he's like, no, they ain't got it. I, I actually, obviously I'm biased, but I actually think we have. I, I think that I'm, I've studied the stats, get a little bit of a book out, whatever. You know, we've got the best defensive record in the Premier League now. Outright got the best defence in the league. I, I think that is so telling con- considering where we was even when we first you know our first game against Everton we lost at home and then we then we dropped points to Newcastle and then we dropped points to, to West Ham but we all know what was happening but but we've got the best defense in the league I, I think that we've been ruthless we're scoring more goals than anyone else in the league um uh, bar Chelsea um at, at, at the time as well so uh, you know I think that we're in a, we're in a really good uh, vein of form I think to go to Chelsea to get to, to, to get a draw um, he wanted to draw. Like I said this last week, right? this is a six-pointer. At the end of the day, the biggest compliment I can pay Tottenham Hotspur today is that felt like a Super Sunday match on Sky that you'd be watching 10, 15 years ago when when Manchester United was uh, playing Man City. Yes, and yes, everyone yes. would be going, mate, both managers would take a draw here. They're in the title race, you know, just get this game done and move on. That would... It, it felt like that. And this is yeah, us. Yeah. We are in that game. That is what we are doing. Whether or not the media is portraying it, that's what's actually happening right now. We that's we sit top of the league again because we've gone there. And, and Jose's gone. Do not effing lose this game. Do not do it. Do not. Yeah. Give me a clean sheet. And, you know, if we can get a nick of goal, whatever, in happy days, but give me a clean sheet. And we've done it. You know, And, that, and I think to answer your point specifically, Craig, because you said, has this team got it in it? Yeah, because I think right now they are doing exactly what he wants them to do. And the more he keeps doing it, the more he keeps doing it, the more they keep doing it. The more he keeps demanding it, the more they keep doing it. That's why people are not being in the squad. That's why uh, some individuals are not in the in the team. We're sitting here talking about Ndombele, balling it today. Absolute ball. Again, he was brilliant today. Last season, he couldn't even get on a bench. This is the same situation as what Deli Ali's in. This is a total shift in mentality an utter shift in mentality and, and i and i and i for one but believe that for sure i mean if you if you look at one of our own jason jason mcgovern actually twitter and um, put this on the whatsapp group didn't he? if you look at the bow situation we got bow absolutely amazing 70 to 75 minutes perfect for bow to come on but why isn't he coming on none, none of us in the whatsapp group said let's keep, bring bow on few of us said bring on lucas few of us said bring on uh, vinicius but we didn't say bring bow on and I think, again, that's indicative to either one, Jose's rubbing off on us, even Jason. Can I say that, Jace? Yeah, you'll be, you'll be spitting your coffee out there, son. But, 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 but what I'm saying is that maybe he's rubbing out, you know what I mean, crackers? Maybe he's rubbing off us a bit. Yeah? Yes, or yes. tactically, this guy has got it so, he's so tactically a master mastermind that we all now know that, you know, it wasn't the right time to bring on Bale in that game because he wouldn't have tracked back as much. No offense to him, but he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have hard worked as hard for the team, and he was he's almost a luxury player in that environment. And 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 therefore that's why he didn't bring him on. And I think that's why all of us, Jamie, you're, you're nodding your head as well. That's why all of us thought bring on a Vinicius or bring on a Lucas because you know that they're going to work harder. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, so, Jamie, I'll come to you. If we are in this title race, dare I say that before the Christmas decorations have gone up, let alone come down, 
Um, Mine have gone up today, mate. So you can say hey, mine went up today. Good man. Well, I tell you what, it's been a, it's been an awful year, and anybody digging anybody out for putting their Christmas decorations up, hold your head in shame because exactly. if people want to go a bit early for Christmas, you go and do it. All right, you, you job, earn mate. it this year. So exactly. But anyway, back back to the matter in hand. And Jamie, um, as I say, if we are in this title race, mm. that post match interview with Klopp yesterday. Where uh, Des took him to uh, took him to task. Are we seeing a little bit of a few cracks in the Liverpool there? I've seen a couple of articles today saying that Klopp likes to be a chaser, and now he's being chased. And he looked he looked a little bit rattled, didn't he? But yeah. this mentality and everything, it may well come down to that at the end of the season, mightn't it? Well, look, this condensed kind of period of games is, is going to have a big effect on the Premier League. And we've seen that. There's been crazy results this season. I think the one of the biggest qualities that we'll see from the champions of this season will be who's got the strongest defence. Because we've seen there are so many crazy results. And I think what Spurs have tried to do is avoid those crazy results. You've got that solid base in defence. Then you can kind of stop those those, those stupid results happening. You know, there's uh, one all draws with Brighton. So... Look, I think it's brilliant the way that we're, we're setting up and we've managed to set up in such a way that's preventing these uh, results and that are building um, building us in defence. And we, we certainly look really strong. So that's going to be a really big factor. But yeah, look, you, you've got to look at Liverpool and they're obviously defensively, they've been very weak this uh, this season. They're missing a number of players. And, and of course, you see, they were punished for, for one just small mistake in defence. So um, I think, you know, you can kind of criticise the way that we have set up but we're so solid defensively and we're getting the results that we want. Today, we obviously, yes, maybe we wanted the three points, but I think we would have happily come away with a draw today. Um, so I think that it's fantastic the way that we've set up. We've managed to finally um, build a really strong defence. And as I said, I think the, the champions of this Premier League will kind of be decided on who's got the strongest defence to stop those crazy results happening. So, um, yeah, all, I'm totally behind the way we're, we're going about our stuff at the moment. Can I just say, what coming on to what Jamie was saying, who's spot on, Liverpool last year, right, had no injury concerns, nothing at all. Van Dyke weren't out, Salah weren't out. No, they had the strongest team, the strongest level. Hence why they went on and won the, you know, the, the, the championship back in February before all this lockdown happened. So you know, now it's now it's our time. Now you know we're staying at the moment, touchwood, injury free. No one's getting silly knocks because we've got the squad. And Mourinho is managing this team the way we've always wanted to be managed. You know, get, getting the silly results against Europa League teams and resting Canes and Sons and Alderweireld's and, and the Roosters and people like that. But that's what it's about. It's true. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, very, very much so. But lead um, that from uh, with Jurgen Klopp yesterday... Was that his Kevin Keegan moment, do you think? Do you, do you think that he, he's had a little bit of a Keegan and he'd love it? Absolutely love, love it. it. I, honestly, Keegan loved it, mate, didn't he? He'd love it. If we, they got to go there, yeah. they got to go there. And, and I'd absolutely love it, love it. Um, <laughs> a little bit. It, it could have been a Rafa stats moment as well, to be fair. I mean, you know, the, the Liverpool have got a bit of form. But I, we've got to be careful here, guys. And th this is not normally me. Um, because I'm on the crazy train, I'm Mr. Optimistic and all that sort of stuff. But we, we've got to be a little bit careful here because when you look at the league, I mean, Manchester United getting out of jail earlier today, they've got a game in hand. They win that game in hand. They're only a couple of points behind us, right? L Liverpool, they're struggling. They're, you know, they're having a shock and no defence. They're on the same amount of points as us. 
So on one hand, we're sitting there going, we're flying, we're, we're you know, we're great. Uh, best defence in the league, blah, blah, blah. But Liverpool on exactly the same amount of points as us. So we just, there's just a bit of balance there is all I'm kind of trying to say there. I think that it is a weird season. And I do think that because of that pre-season scenario, uh, especially with the two Manchester clubs, I have to say, I'm not sticking up for them, but, you know, Pep Guardiola, you know, that's why these these games for Tottenham are so important to take points off of them because we took points off of City and all of a sudden, because it's a six-pointer, we're, we're flying, even though they had a game in hand on us. It doesn't matter to us anymore type thing. Um, you know, with, 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 uh, with Liverpool, we've got to go to Anfield in uh, not next week, the week after. And that is a massive, massive game again. It's a huge game. And when you analyse the way they played against Brighton, the amount of space that was in behind that back line, I mean, I mean, give that a bit of Ston and Kane action and a bit of bad action, and we're going to rip them a new one, um, like we did back in the day at, at Wembley. But we've just got to be a bit cautious because, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's it's about consistency. I agree. I think you're bang on, Jamie, about the, the, the defensive record and whatever, but it's about consistency, and it's literally just, grinding getting a go grinding getting a go not not grinding every week in terms of you know playing shit and getting a one nil win but no, playing good football still but consistently making sure that we do it because city have done it before liverpool have done it before chelsea have done it before man united have done it before countless times tottenham ain't done it for you know 60 years is it 60 it'd be 60 years at the end of the season right? yeah 61 yeah. so so you know that, that that does count when it comes to the business yeah. at the end of the season but right now, what we can do is just keep winning games, getting points on the board, early doors. And I think that Jose Mourinho will be looking at these next six fixtures like, like we did before. And we say, right, City, out of them six fixtures, we've got to get a couple of points per game out of them, right? You with me? So, yeah. you know, City, we get three. Chelsea, we get one. We've got Arsenal next week, North London derby. I mean, there's no, there's, I can't, I can't fathom a, a loss or a draw to them. Like, it's just not going to happen. I just can't see it. I think we're going to beat them. But then we've got Liverpool Palace away um, and then Leicester at home. If, if we're getting 13 points, because it would have been 12, but now we've got that point at Chelsea, if we're getting 13 points from that, it puts us on 2.16 points per game. We're currently on 2.1 points per game, the top of the league. That, that that's what we we just got to keep doing. Are you with me, crackers? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I know yeah. I'm getting the stats book out again, but that's the mentality. That's the change. It's not it's not about being top of the league or whatever in their mind. For for us fans, 100. It's about me being top of the league. I've got like 50,000 screenshots now of us being on top of the league, and I, you know, it's loving it. They're, they're everywhere, <laughs> mate. I, I just I, everywhere I look, I'm top of the league. But but for the for the mentality of the players, the professionals, the people that are going and doing it, they've got to go into that that game and go, right, let's get some points. Let's not lose. Right, go to Arsenal. We're at home. Let's beat them. Now, all of a sudden, it's City, Chelsea, Arsenal, and there's seven points out of them three fixtures. We'd have bitten your arm off for that at the beginning of the yeah. season. You know we would have. Are you yeah. with me? Yeah, no, absolutely we would have done. Absolutely. So, listen, we're going to take another short break. We've got a preview of Thursday night's game against Lask coming up so don't go anywhere and then we'll be back to do uh, some predictions ahead of Thursday night and uh, gather some thoughts on the Europa League and uh, how we may rotate and who knows we may even finish off again tonight with another quiz you all love to hate it so much we might just bring it back again stick around okay we're Joe at Stamford Bridge Joe what about that for a debut yeah, um, you know, it was, it was a very difficult game and, you know, obviously to make uh, my starting debut is 
it's a big boost in confidence for me and like I say we come away with a clean sheet and um, obviously we'll move on to next week. I mean from a defensive point of view it couldn't have gone any better really could it? <laughs> yeah I guess but you know obviously there's stuff to look back on you know obviously with the two kind of got away with and um, like I say I'll, I'll take it with me and learn from it and you know hopefully come back better and stronger. Tell us about the team performance. Yeah, I think you know the the minimum is you know what everyone expects of us is the work, you know our socks off, and I thought all the boys dug in tonight. And like I say, if games don't you know go our way, then it's important to obviously keep that clean sheet. And I thought the boys worked really hard tonight. So I mean, we always say with the talent we got in the team, clean sheet means we could win games, but also it means we're not going to lose games like this here, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. And I think you know if we can continue and work hard to keep clean sheets, you know the the talent we got up top is, you know, they're always going to score a lot of goals. And like I say, the more and more we can do that, then, you know, hopefully we can pick, keep picking up them three points. Tell, tell us about your day. When did you find out you were playing? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, um, I always, you know, kind of prepare, prepare. Obviously, like you saw what happened last week. And like I say, it's final this morning. And um, yeah, obviously it was just, you know, a big, uh, you know, dream come true for me. And like I say, I'll keep working hard. and you know, hopefully putting good performances. And how did it feel to walk out in a, an arena like this on your on your debut? Yeah. Well, um, full, first start, as you said. Yeah, like, obviously, it's, you know, it's a big, uh, big, tough opposition. And like I said, I'm delighted to make my starting debut here and, you know, hopefully many more to come. OK, Jose, nil-nil in the end. I mean, we look so strong at the moment, don't we? That's a, that's a good point here, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good point. But there is a point that I want to make, which is uh, to tell our our supporters that our dressing room is not a happy dressing room and that is a great thing. Um, shows the dynamic, shows the ambition, the confidence. We come here, if we play a little bit better we win but we, we had a good performance, a solid performance. We take a point, that point keep us at top of the league and we are not happy. That is uh, the best feeling that you can have. We've said all along, Jose, with the attacking prowess that we've got, keep a clean sheet, we'll win games. Alternatively, if we don't score, we're not going to lose games either, are we? Yeah, but I think Chelsea... Uh, Chelsea, with all this quality they have, uh, normally they risk more, normally they are more offensive, they project the full-backs a lot. Uh, they were very cautious. Uh, they played uh, with a certain way of of sync, the team was solid, they were always ready to to cope with us, so we were expecting them to be a little bit more adventurous, but they weren't. We got in a few times though, first half, didn't we? Quick counters. Yeah, in the first half we had that, uh, in the second half of the game the clock was ticking and uh, then come the feeling of you don't win, you don't want to lose. Uh, that changes were uh, player by player. Uh, Abraham, Giroud, uh, um, Pulisic, Werner, you know, this kind of change. In our case, was basically the same. You bring uh, Davis for left back and you put Reguilon uh, more offensive. There was that feeling of uh, in the last minutes, we don't, uh, we don't win, we are not going to lose. But was when the biggest chance arrived. And then in normal conditions, we have to kill it and take the points. Yeah. Last word, just on Joe Rodon. Very good full debut for the club. Yes, you know, one mistake that, uh, that handed with an offside goal. But even that shows a good personality. He made a mistake, he knew that. 
stay stable he coped with the, the difficulty of, uh, of the game he's a kid that comes from from the championship and uh, he was he was good Hi everyone, it's Tom here from the other Bundesliga. Thanks again for uh, having me back on The Last Word on Spurs. So Lask, they're going into the game against Spurs on Thursday in a bit of a tough spot now in the Europa League. They had dominated against Antwerp over in Belgium on match day three and the win over there had left them in a really good position in the group. But unfortunately for them, they lost their most prolific European striker, Marco Raguz, to a really nasty knee injury in that game. And uh, they've missed him badly in recent weeks, uh, certainly in a draw in the Bundesliga at the uh, on the previous weekend where they just couldn't get the ball in the back of the net and they drew against Hartberg after loads and loads of chances. But they also suffered without Raguz against Antwerp at home last week in the Europa League. It was a really close game and there was a red card for their key defender, Gernot Trauner, that cost them on the day and they slipped to a 2-0 defeat. And that uh, that means the absolute rock at the heart of Lask's back three is going to be missing for the game against Spurs. And it's a game where Lask really need to take something as well now after that defeat against Antwerp has uh, left them in third place in the group. So they'll play probably their normal 3-4-3 at home against Spurs. And they're going to have to go for it, Dominic Talhammer's side. That's no problem for them usually. They're a really exciting and very attack-minded team for the most part. And the way they pressured and really hassled Antwerp away from home was similar to the way that they made light work of Sporting Lisbon in the playoff and uh, several other teams in last year's Europa League. But Spurs are just a cut above in terms of the personnel and uh, Lask have lost a bit of that European home magic because uh, there are no fans, of course, at the Linzerstadion. So I think Spurs are going to have enough to come out on top in this one. Personnel-wise, with Raguz injured, Lask are going to need to look to the uh, Loney from uh, from Germany, the, the German under-21 international Johannes Eggestein. They're going to need him to get on the score sheet. He did grab the winner against Antwerp when he replaced Raguz and he got two this weekend in the league as well. So uh, there is a chance with Eggestein up front. James Holland, the combative Australian midfielder, he's back in action after some suspensions and some injuries as well. And he could shore up a midfield which looks to stay very solid in the centre and then break quickly out wide with Balic and Gruber also staying pretty wide on the left and right of the uh, Lask front three. Red cards are a major theme for Lask though as well, to be fair. They've had a man sent off in each of their last three Europa League games. It didn't cost them in the first two, but it did cost them in the last one. Um, They're a really nice side, Lask, but they're going to have no choice to go all out really on this game and just play without caution. So either... It's going to be a bit of a shock if they can really get stuck into Spurs and get the ball in the back of the net or more likely, to be honest, they'll be caught out whilst kind of going for it on match day five. If they lose an Antwerp win, then they're out. So they've got their backs against the wall. But you know what? If it's 6-0 to Spurs and, uh, you know, Premier League fans can get very pretentious about all these games against minnows in the Europa League. But don't forget the Lask's record signing is Mads Emil Madsen, who might line up in the midfield on Thursday and he cost Lask just a touch more than Gareth Bale's weekly wage packet. So uh, Lask are doing Austria proud here, and if they can reach the knockouts like they did last season, it'll be a sensational achievement from a really well-run club. I'm going to be freezing my ass off at the match in Linz on Thursday, so if you do want to see a few videos from the ground, things like that, then uh, check out my channel over at Other Bundesliga on Twitter. Enjoy the game. Cheers. OK, we're back, and uh, thanks for that preview of Lask. So to uh, catch up with the chaps... Here again, Thursday night, we go diving back into Europe yet again. And um, I probably think be the same as last week. I don't know about you guys that will completely rotate 
given what's looming on the horizon next Sunday as well. So uh, I'll start with you, Jamie. Wholesale changes yet again. And can, uh, have we got enough to actually go and make 11, 10, 11 changes against Lask? I know Luda Goretz was a bit of a pushover, but mm. Lask, different prospect. I, I think on paper, these games are... They should be a formality, but let, let's be honest. When you go away to these, you know, these different countries, I think a, a team against Lask, I, I have less confidence that we can go away and make wholesale changes and go and go win the game. So I think we'll still have one or two quality players in there. Um, I think the game on the weekend, you know, okay, I'm gonna say, I was about to say no disrespect to Arsenal, but you know, I, I can't say, I definitely don't want to say that. But um, no, I, th I think that there will certainly be. Um, we'll see some of our top players still involved. I don't think we'll see complete changes like we saw last time with only Ndombele start, um, starting that game. So I can see um, maybe three or four of our top players going there because when you go away, it's always very difficult. So we need to get the job done there. Um, so I think that we'll probably go pretty much um, with a couple of our, with, with our top players. Um, but otherwise, it will probably be still rotated. But again, it just shows you the quality of our squad. Um, that you know we will still make we'll have a couple of quality players in there, but I'm sure there'll still be enough quality in that squad to kind of get over the line. Yeah, good point. And for you, the uh, team and squad that we take on Thursday out to Austria, yeah. are you uh, yeah. you're going to go a bit stronger than Ludogorets? I'd like Jamie. I'll take a couple of quality. You know, uh, you know, first teamers out there. Um, I wouldn't risk a whole. First eleven that that played today. Um, I think we, as, as James said, we got we got the quality, we got the squad. I think Ali would get a run out. Maybe Roden might get another run out as well. Um, so yeah, I think Vinicius as well to come in and, and do his job and get the win and, and, and get on the plane and come home. And that's it. That's all we need to do. Get the three points. Lee, coming to you, Ant, Ant says there uh, that we might well play Roden, but uh, play, can Toby's, Toby's out. Can you? Yeah, he's... Uh, Roden, Roden's not... Uh, of course he can't, right, sorry. He can't play, yeah, can edit, edit so it'd, be it'd be Davison Sanchez. It'd be Davison, wouldn't it? Or Ben, or ben Davis. He'd play Ben Davis, and he as a centre-back. Tanganga. Yeah, yeah, true. I don't, don't think you should play Dyer. I, I personally, I'm going to do a John from Louis Y. Rose, one of our very own. Um, He said he, he made cha uh, 11 changes, didn't he, last week? He made 10. Mm. I'll do the same. Uh, I, I, I said you've got my black, my little blue book out on the old stats. They're, they're woeful, mate. Lask. They've had two players sent off in their last two, uh, last two fixtures. Um, they're woeful. They're two shots on target. I know we only had one to go. Don't start at me. Uh, oh, we had one on target against Chelsea. Lask are rubbish. They're, they're toilet, and we should just go there and turn them over. And the thing is, we don't even have to win. Um, to, to still top the group, we can we can walk away with a draw, and this is this is the sort of thing that I was going to swear them, but really annoys us fans or Tottenham fans is that Jose will kind of have some of that mentality in the back of his head because he'll just be like, well, we're we're turn Antwerp over at home and we're still top the group. Do you know what I mean? Whereas we want to go yeah. there and bash bash them by six, um, which quite frankly I'm very confident that we're going to do. Um, I think you know with the with the squad. The way that we've got the squad now, the full squad, being able to rotate, not giving them an opportunity, but actually showing them that they're good enough to play and to and to win games 4-0, like we did against Ludacris, I, I think it, it make it make as many changes, nine, ten changes, I think. Okay, good stuff. I'm just having a little look live on air who uh, that mob up the road have got 
on uh, Thursday. Can anybody help me out while I'm trying to Google that? Vienna, is it? Sank? Is it? Is it Rapid Vienna? Uh, I think yeah, it's. That's... I think it's Rapid Vienna. So they're down. Yeah. No, they've got them at home, haven't they? Yeah, yeah they've got them at home. It's the first home, day. Yeah. It's the first time when they got we got fans in the stadium, right? For for that rapid Vienna game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking yeah. news live on there. They've just lost as well, which is absolutely yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry about that, Arsenal fans, but they don't look happy. Um, which is which is also very nice. Nice, lovely. Well, th- I mean that 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 is a little advantage that they do have on Thursday is that they are home and, and we are away. So. Um, but anyway, listen, we've got to keep our powder dry for next Sunday and we'll preview that on Thursday. I'm sure there'll be uh, much excitement and anticipation and many facts to chew over that come Thursday. So uh, we'll just we'll just keep our lid on that for now because I know that I'll get very excited about that for the weekend. Just, just, quick, just quickly on that though, Crackers. Is, is Arteta under pressure? And, and look... Now, I know we're last one on Spurs and, you know, I've got lots and lots of Arsenal friends. But but just serious question, is, is Arteta under pressure? I mean, they're 14th in the Premier League. Um, are, is he under pressure, do you think? Um, I've, yes, he is. He shouldn't be, but he is. But, yeah, but, but he, he absolutely is. Jamie, for you? Well, I think if you look at their squad, I think it was kind of similar in certain what we've had in the past where you feel as though there is that culture in the dressing room that's just not right. And I think Arteta, he's shown signs that he can be a good manager. I think it's just a case they need to go and back him. The fact that they only really went and got party in the summer, I'm not sure that was enough. I think they've needed plenty more, um, plenty more quality. So but for me, it's about going and backing. They need to go and back him, really. They need to go and back him more. And there's, there's still so much work to be done on that squad. So for me, I think the blame does lie with the squads. I, I'm personally... I've, at times, I have been worried um, when I've seen Arteta's team play, but you know, over recent weeks, I don't think that you know at the moment that kind of that worry has certainly gone down quite considerably. <laughs> I, I, I would like to add to that. I think Arteta's doing a fantastic job. Okay, thanks brilliant. Yeah. Long may continue. Long may continue. <laughs> give, him a, give, give him a ten-year contract. Yeah, good luck to him. Good luck to him. Right. Okay. I can't hold it off anymore. Social media was absolutely alive with literally five tweets of people saying, I'm glad that the quiz was back. So I brought it back again. All right. We'll finish just a couple of couple of little uh, little quiz specials for you. Okay. As I said, Ricky, last time, sorry to do a swear, but we do call this the shit quiz, okay? Because it is, it's, it's terrible, it, it's shit, right? So staying on the subject, uh, and by the way, chaps, all three of you are are in uh, in the barrel for this, by the way. You can have to have another little... I've got to redeem myself, mate. I took an early lead last week, and uh, and I was absolutely awful. Jamie came back with the old uh, Lucas Hattrick, Amsterdam style, and uh, Bo- Bofant and Jamie battered me last week in the end. So I've got to come back. I'm, I'm up just, for this one. I Thank think you. I've got hope. I've, I've made it to the final now, so hopefully I don't make a mistake within the first 20 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I, I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a second chance here, Crackers. I'm, I'm in for this. Come on. I feel good. Okay, right. So after the roaring success that was the Champignons League, this week... We're sticking on the subject of Europe. Now, I'll uh, throw you another little curveball. Does anybody know where the final of the Europa League is being played at the end of this season? Yes, Lee. I do. Go on. Am I allowed to say? Well, I don't know this stadium, but it's in Poland. 
It is. It is indeed. Can anybody narrow it down any further than that? Is it, is it the Warsaw International Stadium? No, miles away. It is, of course, okay. in Gdansk. Okay, so oh, the final is in Gdansk, okay? Now, if you're a raving lunatic like me and you hear certain words, you can't help but pun them into something else. So tonight, would you play with me uh, and all you Arctic Monkeys fans out there? I bet you look good on the on Gdansk floor. Okay, do you like that? Yeah, you nice, that? like it. <laughs> Okay, I bet you look good on Gdansk floor. Okay, that is I was thinking so about maybe I want to Gdansk with somebody or any oh, other. I want to Gdansk with, uh... with somebody. <laughs> I'm telling you from now on, whenever you hear a song with dance in the title, you'll throw Gdansk in now. <laughs> so, right, so here's the rules of the game. In, I bet you look good on Gdansk floor. I'm going to give you five lots of two names, okay? One of them is a flooring shop based in Gdansk, and the other one I've completely made up. You tell me which one <laughs> is the flooring shop in Gdansk. Thank you, Google. Flooring shop, no crackers. What? Hence, I bet you look good on Gdansk floor. Flooring shops <laughs> in Gdansk. Of course, I get of course. it, man. Wake up, Lee. Wake up. Okay, this is superb, mate. Uh, honestly, these, these things don't write themselves, you know, Lee. <laughs> All right, <laughs> here's number one. Are you ready? <laughs> Ant's just shaking his head at this nonsense. <laughs> right, number one, you have Dom and Style or Pom and Vile. So which one have I made up and which one is a flooring shop in Gdansk? So Dom I and think, Style or Pom and Vile? I think Pom and Vile is a floral shop. Right, okay. You're going Pom and Vile for the flooring shop. Lee? I, I agree. I, I think it's Pom and Vile. I think Vile will be like vinyl or something like that in, in, in Polish. So okay. uh, Pom and Vile for me. Okay. Dom and Style or Pom and Vile? They sound like kids entertainers, don't they, on CBeebies? I'm gonna go, I want to go for we, the second one, for the, fl the, the flooring uh, shop. Yeah, I'm going to have to okay. it's a flooring shop. Uh, Is that the opposite? Of, with an address of number four, Sawalska in Gdansk, your flooring shop is Dom and Style. No. The other one I made up. Balls. No, we ah. all got it wrong. And you've all gone Balls. wrong on that one. Not for one. Guys, I thought one of you would go the other way. I, know. Just to, uh, I think Jamie wanted to go the other way, but he got confused. Yeah, you do, Jamie, when you're talking this rubbish from crackers. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I'd gone the other way, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Num number two, here we go. Studio Parky Towel or Studio Parky Foot? Studio Parky Toe or Studio Parky Foot? Which one is the flooring shop? I'll give you them one more time. Studio <coughs> Parky Toe or Studio Parky Foot? Which I one think Studio. Up? I think Studio Parky Toe. As the flooring shop, yeah. Yeah. It says, and Costa, thank you very much. Bloody hell, I always get, it's almost like a copy him, but I, I agree. I think it's the toe. <laughs> no, is he going the toe? I'm going to go toe? foot. Fuck it, I'm going foot. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I'm going foot. 
foot. I'm going foot. Okay. Studio I'm parky foot. foot. Parky foot, parky toe for Ant. Jamie? I'm going to go with the, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the toe for the flooring shop. Okay, so it's parky toe for Ant, uh, parky foot for Ant, sorry, parky toe for Lee and Jamie. No, uh, Ant said toe, I said foot. I said toe. Oh, right, okay. All right. Crackers, you with us, yeah? Yeah, no. (laughs) Ribbon address of 135 Katusk in the city of Gdansk. Your flooring shop is Studio Parky Toe. Parky Toe is the flooring shop. No, I'm having a shocker. I made up. I love it though. It's a good shop name, though, Crackers. That is. If uh, if if we don't get on last word on Spurs again, do you want to go over to Poland and set a shop up? You and I, Parky Foot. We'll be great. I'm billing all these fifty quid each for the advertising. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay, number three. Which one would bet you'd look good on the Gdansk floor quiz? Is the flooring shop? You have. Swyat Boona or Swyat Druna? Swyat Boona or Swyat Druna? Which one do you reckon, Ant? Swyat Druna. Swyat Druna, says Ant for the flooring shop. Lee, Swyat Boona or Swyat Druna? Well, I'm behind now, and I big time, so I've got to go opposite. But I don't know what James is going to go for, but I'm going to go for uh, Boona. Sounds like a curry, doesn't it? Boona. Yes, it's going opposite to Aunt Jamie. I'm going to go, uh, what's it, do, uh, Duna? That's the flooring shop. <laughs> Swyat Druna or Swyat Boona? Yeah, the second one, definitely. Second one. Okay, Boona, yes? Yeah. yeah. No, uh, no, sorry, the first second one. Second one, Druna. Okay. Oh, I'm so confused. Bloody hell, how confusing is this? Are you getting Druna or Boona? Just say the name, Jamie. Druna. I'm going to go for Druna. That's my right, final answer. So you've got two Drunas and a Boner. Cracker. Druna. I'm going for Druna. I've locked it in. Two Drunas and a Boner. Sounds like we're uh, having a bit of a curry, doesn't it? Totally. You, and a special five rice. <laughs> All right. Now, also on Katusk Street, the same as Studio Parkito. Just make a few competition. doors up. Competition. With, make it up. Competition. These are at Proper. 302. Your flooring shop is Swyat Druna. Swyat boys. What do I do now? I've got a stick or twist. Damn Mr. It. McQueen's living on Elm Street at the moment. Such is his nightmare. <laughs> All right. Settle down now. Number four in I Bet You Look Good on Gdansk Floor. You have Robert Thomas Zewski, Fitberg. Robert Thomas Zewski, Fitberg. Or Robert Thomas Zewski, Fatberg. Robert Thomas Zewski Fitberg or Robert Thomas Zewski Fatberg? I think Fatberg. You're going Fatberg, and okay. Yeah. There's the flooring shop. Fitberg or Fatberg, Lee? I'm going Fitberg, mate. This this geezer, he's he's a Fitberg. I can feel it. I've got this one. Okay. I'm going Fitberg. Jamie nodding his head. I'm going for Fitberg as well. You're going Fitberg as well. Okay. At number 16, Palanki in Gdansk, please welcome your flooring specialist for all your parquet needs, Robert Tomaszewski Fitberg. Yes, Yay. Fitberg. I don't Fatberg. get a wooden spoon. 
Fatberg you'll find in your local sewer, and I'm afraid. <laughs> Eat it up. Sure. And finally, for yet another terrible, brilliant shit quiz, and we have Braco Man Kowal or Bricko Man Kowal. Braco Man Kowal or Bricko Man Kowal. Ants lost the will to live. I'm, go I'm, going, I'm going first, the first yep. one. Braco Man Kowal, okay? Correct. Okay. Lee, for you? Well, I, I, hang on, hang on. I've got to go tactical here because I was going to go Braco Man Corral, right? Which is the same as what Ant's gone for. But Ant's two, he's got, how many got right so far, Ant? I don't, know, I don't know, Lee. I'm just cheering. I've got no he's idea. Got two right. He's got two. So in order so. for me to draw a level, I've got to, I've got to go the opposite to him. And same with exactly. Jamie. Like, you've got two as well, haven't you? Yeah, uh, I've got right. three. Oh, well, Jamie's won anyway. So I'll go, Braco, right, yeah. I'll go Braco Man Corral. I'm going Bracco. Bracco Man Corral. Okay. Yeah, I'm going Bracco as well. I'll go Bracco. Right. Can I go the other one then, just for a crack? Just for a crack. Go Bricco yeah. Man. I'll go Bricco Man, yeah. Go Bricco Man. And you was right too. Bricco yes, Man Corral is get a 21. level with Ant. Coming Cower in Gdansk. Oh, Ant, you've had a shocker. Don't ever send Anthony Costa to Gdansk to buy your Mate, I, I've had an absolute Gregor Razzie out there, and I. Oh, you've had a Gregor there. He'll come back with all the paper. I'll, I'll, be you, I'll be honest with you, mate. You've had a proper Paolo Tremazzani. Paolo <laughs> Tremazzani. That's the one. Well, thank you, chaps, for playing. I bet you look good on Gdansk floor. I'm sure you all enjoyed that. Everybody at home would have lost the will to live and switched off by now. But if any of you have remained, hey, listen, thank you once again for downloading. Let me also give one little big up at the end as well to uh, DJ Amy Lauren that continues to do her DJ sets that have been absolutely smashing it. Over to her socials at DJ Amy Lauren and uh, she puts up a little DJ set before every game. About an hour long mix, isn't it? Some as I say thank you to all for downloading and listening we're back on Thursday to have a look at what happened in the last game and of course to preview next Sunday oh come on so we go into another week top of the league how do you like them apples Liverpool alright okay I'm not getting too ahead of myself but I'll take it while it's out and thank you very much. Brilliant. Thanks, stuff Chris. Ever. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Lee. Last one, boys. Jamie, it. thank you very much once again. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, obviously, pleasure to be on as always. And yeah, really good week, top of the league. So not too much to complain about. And of course, Mr. McQueen, keep that train running. Keep shoveling that coal in the fire. Mate, I'm shoveling it in, baby. It is coming. It is rocking. It is rolling like it does. Keep on going. Consistency, best defence in the league. Top of the league. You can't go much better than that. Going into North London derby, currently eight points in front of them lot down the road. Come on, you Spurs. Love it. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.